Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. We begin our number two of the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds coming at you from South Point Casino here in Las Vegas. Now, we talk a little Major League Baseball, but this might be the greatest story in, in Major League Baseball history. Stephen Cohen is the colorful owner of the New York Metropolitans. Now, I don't know if people are immersed in the Stephen Matz drama with the Mets when he was a, a member of the Metropolitans. Let's just say he, when he left... There was some bad blood between the organization. There was some acrimony. Definitely. So now Stephen Matz pitches for the St. Louis Cardinals. Today, the Metropolitans play a double dip with said Cardinals. Stephen Matz will be taking the bump today for the Cardinals. Now, Mark Gooden covers the Metropolitans, and he tweeted this out just about 25 minutes ago. Per source, with the Mets facing Stephen Matz today, Stephen Coner, Cohen upped the ante from a few weeks ago in St. Louis when he offered any Mets player that hit a home run off Matz a free car. You ready for this, Wes? If any Met player hits a home run off Mats today, Cohen says the player will get a free house. I, you must really dislike Stephen Mats to not put a cheap house in New York. Oh my goodness! You get a free house if you house one against Stephen Mats from Stephen Cohen. It's a lot of Stephen, a lot of cars, and a lot of houses. I, I mean. I don't know if you need this incentive to go out there and whack the lefty that used to pitch for your organization. Yeah, it's really weird to see, like, bounties necessarily in (laughs) baseball. I know it's old school and the unwritten rules and all that stuff, but it's like, okay, I guess this is the best way to, you know, get a bounty. This isn't like, you know, okay, you get hit on that quarterback, you know, I'm going to give you 500K or something. But nevertheless, uh yeah, I didn't know that it was that deep in terms of the bad blood and the acrimony, as I put it, between Steven Matz and the New York Mets. Because looking at Matz's numbers, and by the way, he is scheduled to pitch the late game tonight mm-hmm. against Taiwan Walker going for the Mets. Steven Matz, you look at that ERA and he is at 640. So you're like, oh, man, this guy's pitching terrible. But that's why I say always look at the XPIP, the fielding independent pitching, because Steven Matz, three and three and seven starts right now. And a 640 ERA, but a 296 on the XFIP, which is outstanding if you're under three. 
I think the batting average balls in play has been a little unlucky, 372. Striking out a little over 10 a game, walking about two a game. Got to get the long ball under control. I think 1.67 homers per nine innings. But Steven Matz looks like he is due for at least a little bit of positive regression. I have not bet this yet because sometimes when you get those double headers, you want to wait and see what the result is yeah. of the first game. Obviously, who's going to go in the second game if somebody got hurt. So currently, Steven Matz, I think a lot of the numbers, guys, the number has kind of dropped on him. He's down to about 113 plus 115. So looking at the screen, it seems to be going a little bit the Cardinals way because I think people look at those numbers and you can kind of predict the line moves. I know Adam Burke wrote this up at vcin.com in his write-up yesterday. I haven't read it yet this morning, but he goes, you can really kind of predict the line moves in baseball on the basis of these pitcher discrepancies, the ERA and the XFIP and whatnot, and just kind of look at, you don't even have to go knee deep in the weeds with the metrics. You don't even have to go too advanced, just, you know, kind of the basics here that maybe there's going to be some regression for Mets and uh, going into the first game. This was actually a game I did bet last night and I did like the Mets last night, but it unfortunately got rained out. Rained looks out. like, looks like we're going to get the same pitching matchup though, between uh miles, Michaelis and Trevor Williams. Uh, Michaelis is getting the money here, but looking at his numbers, uh, one, uh, a one forty nine on the ERA, but a three seventy three on the XFIP. So I think he's been getting a little bit lucky. Uh, mm. By the way, that's going to go at 1210 Pacific, so about two hours from now. Uh, I'm not sure why this line is moving the other way. Maybe it's because Trevor Williams doesn't have a big sample size. Right. He only has one start this year. So uh, small lean to the Mets, but I have not bet this yet. Okay, for those wondering, no Metropolitan took Steven Matz deep in St. Louis, so no free car mm -hmm. was handed out. Now, I do wonder, before you handicap this and place those wagers in game two, the, the game that Matz is going to start, is there a, you know, Pete Alonzo calls up Matz and says, hey, man, mm -hmm. why don't you just groove me a fastball and we'll share an apartment in New right. York City or a house in New York City. Like, if, if you know the bounty is out there, Stephen Matz knows that Stephen Cohen has done this, mm -hmm. and he shut him down, at least didn't give up the long ball in the loo. I, the, do not tell me that the Metropolitan hitters will be changing. They will be changing their approach. They're going to try to take him yard. You know Frankie Lindor wants that free house. You know the polar bear, Pete Alonzo, wants the free house. Even the squirrel. Jeff McNeil might try to muscle up and go lefty-lefty. Like, guys are going to approach this a little bit differently because the owner has put a bounty on the opposing pitcher. Right. That's right, going to yeah. factor in. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, uh, we shall see uh, what is going to transpire there. But – yeah, I, I, I really like the Mets in the spot yesterday, but now even though I'm getting the same picture, I don't know if I like it as much. Uh, you were saying, uh, groove me a fastball. Groove me, the uh, the famous song. I, <laughs> now, I was trying to think of the group, and now it slipped my mind. Well, but uh, well, I mean, We've seen, like, look, I, look, I go back to when, I believe it was, uh, well, Cal Ripken, when he was having his immortal streak to, to break Lou Gehrig, right? Sean Bosky grooved him a fastball at Camden Yards, and he took it out. People in the game say, kind of wink, wink, knew it was coming. That wasn't a regular season game. I'm not saying Steven Matz is going to do that tonight with the Metropolitans, but what I will say is the Met players are going to try to take him yard. Yeah. So you're going to see more uppercut swings than maybe well, line drive swings. And, and that's probably if you're playing the prop market why you're going to see maybe these prices because, look, these bookmakers are not stupid. So right. they're going to obviously not give you a cookie and they're going to give you a worse number than really the market should be on some of these you know, home run props because that, of course, has been put out there by Mr. Cohen. All right. So it's very interesting. Watch that game tonight. I, I wonder if there's any discussion between the Metropolitans and Steven Matz, or if this really just puts the wall up even thicker 
between Matt's and his old mates there in New York. It's going to be a very interesting dynamic to watch now that Stephen Cohen, the owner, has made this uh, publicly known. So normally that's something you just do in the in the clubhouse, but it's gotten out of the clubhouse and now everybody knows it. So that's going to be an interesting one to watch. Let's look at the rest of the landscape in Major League Baseball today. You mentioned some of these early starts. Uh, the earliest one of the day is in Kansas City with the White Sox. Dylan Cease is going to take to the bump there against uh, John Heasley. Uh, what do you make of Casey and Chicago right now? The Sox are pretty large favorite on the road at, at minus $1.80. I believe uh, we might have had a pitching change. We had a lot of undecided pitchers in the overnight, so I believe it is going to be Martin oh. going in game one instead of Dylan and see so Martin against Brady Singer and then uh, that's the second game by the way the, the first game uh, you are right it is Dylan Cease uh, I got confused they it's, disordered him they, on they the do rotation. flip him around a little bit yeah here. Dylan Cease against Heasley uh, White Sox did get the win in extras last night it was Johnny Cueto on the mound uh, you know White Sox kind of keep trending right around 500 you know it looked like okay maybe they were going to get two or four against the Yankees and weren't able to do it so back to 17 and 17 you're kind of waiting for them to break out of the funk right now Minnesota very good start to the season at 21 and 15. I don't think the White Sox you know only four games back here in the middle of May it's panic time but they obviously have hit the ball much better this month than they did in April. I think they were like a 213 as a team on the average in April. So you're seeing this get bad. I think it was 170 in the overnight, up to 194, as high as 194 in the market right now. No play for me on this one. You know, I'm looking at the Dodgers, and they got back in the win column yesterday against Arizona. But, you know, a rarity. They won, but... They didn't win on the run line. They gave up two in the ninth, so they win by one. And a lot of people have been betting the Dodgers because when they win, they normally blow people out or at least uh, win by two or more. It didn't happen yesterday. Early start today in L.A., uh, Tyler Gilbert going to be on the bump for the D-backs. Uh, Pepio is going to go for the Dodgers here. Uh, the under is set at nine. The Dodgers about uh, Dodgers about a two-dollar favorite here. Is that too steep for you? Would you rather play the Dodgers, Dodgers on the run line, so it's only minus a dollar ten, instead of the habit of, of laying the bigger number? I'm not a guy that likes to lay a lot of run lines with favorites, so this might be something. You know, you might be do a two-team parlay with the smaller favorites with the Dodgers, but it is Ryan Pepio who looked good in his debut. Yeah. By the way, Ryan Pepio from Westfield, Indiana, oh. Westfield Shamrock, and also uh, played his baseball at Butler. So he is a Butler Bulldog, so he's an indie guy through and through. So that means I automatically have to root for him in this <laughs> spot here. But, uh, look, uh, Dodgers did get the win last night. Uh, did give up. That was kind of the bad beat of the night. There always seems to be one mm. of these. And that was the bad beat of the night, probably. If you had the D-backs Dodgers under the eight and a half, you yeah. get a two-run homer from David Peralta in the top of the ninth. And uh, Dodgers have been in a lot of those games, either against them or for them, because we saw Sunday the Phillies bullpen uh, uh, finally blew it in that series, uh, avoided the sweep, did the Dodgers mm -hmm. over the Phillies, because Phillies were really taking it to them. So now you get the Arizona Diamondbacks here. So this might be one where – I might parlay it with something a little bit later on the card. I, I just, I'm not a big fan of lane of lane running halves. I, I know a lot of betters like to do that, but there's a reason why they offer those because those are not easy to hit. So more often than not, I take the run and a half. And when I do that is when the totals getting bet to the under, because I think that that half run gets even more value when you're getting an under here. So 
probably, you know, maybe a two-teamer. Like with these parlays, I never go crazy with baseball parlays. Only basically two-teamers for me. You know, it's interesting. Very quickly here in the last 90 seconds talking baseball, uh, maybe one of those teams that could fit that equation that you like today could be the Orioles. Because uh, right now it's a small total here of eight against Jameson Talon and the uh, the Yankees. Uh, it looks like Spencer Watkins is going to go for the O's. So, it's not expected to get a lot of runs with that total only being eight. If you want to take the Orioles at plus a run and a half, mm-hmm. you're still getting plus money at plus a dollar twenty-five. Would be more apt there instead of taking the O's outright to win the game at plus. Boy, the O's just did not hit last night nope. though against the Yankees. I think uh, I'm, I'm trying to think how many hits. I know Anthony Santander. Santander had two home runs last night for the Orioles, and those were the only two runs that they got. And those were two of the only three hits that they got. So Severino shut him down, even though Bradish pitched pretty solid. When you're not getting any run support, you're going to get beat. So not getting in front of the pinstripes, even though they're going to lose one here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. They're on a nice little run here. All right, so we'll see how that one plays out in Charm City today. When we come back, Tim Doyle is going to join the program. You've been warned, America. And I can't wait to ask Timmy, out of the big four left in the final four of the NBA, who's the best singular player? remaining in the postseason. Come on back. It's Lombardi Line right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Back. 
back here on the Lombardi Lawn on Vston. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. And again, Wes, you know this by now. I don't play favorites. We, we love all of our guests equally. I don't know if that's true. But Tim Doyle is clearly one of our favorite guests that we love to have on. Uh, my old running mate back there in Chicago when we were known as the Stash Brothers. I've now grown out a beard. Uh, Tim Doyle joins us from CBS Sports, of course, uh, also host of NBA Bet. Check him out on NBA TV. He's all over the gambling space in the basketball space. Timmy, it's great to have you back in the program. And before we begin, uh, I got to ask you, when you look at the Final Four here in the NBA, before we break down the matchups, first of all, what are you wearing? Second of all, by the way, you never start – a question with, I got to ask you. I know I'm here. You got to right, just ask you a question. You just ask you a question. You just ask it. Yeah, you don't have to say, I got to ask you. Just ask it. Who's that's the, the best? That's that inside media training, which that's, I never got. It's a, just don't ask multiple questions. <laughs> so let me ask you a two-parter to start. No. Timmy, who's the best, who is the best singular player remaining in the postseason? Luka Doncic. Last two season guys coming into the year, betting favorite to win the MVP, and has carried a team of... Nice role players to a Western Conference final, including the second most impressive one in the postseason, going to Phoenix and winning game seven. Most impressive in my eyes was what Boston did in game six. Go to Milwaukee, beat Giannis on his home floor. Um, but, you know, what I love about Luka is we've seen like the transformation of Luka because sometimes, Dave, and Wes, he struggles to put down the old knife and fork. Oh, Luca, I just see, I see him like uh, the daughter in vacation. Remember, she was just like eating all the food. Like I see him like doing that as he has all his money, uh, thinking about her boyfriend. Um, yeah, I think I think he's the best player left, and I think the Mavericks, the Mavericks, I repeat, are going to be my pick to win that series. They have value. I think the Warriors are Fugazi. Oh. Didn't cover four of the first five games against Memphis. Caught Joker with no help around them. And Memphis with no jaw. I love the Mavericks, guys. There was a there is a Twitter account, by the way, out there at Art But Sports. Art But Make It Sports. And I'm looking at this. Uh, and remember when Luca was right next to Devin Booker and he was kind of giving him the oh, side eye fantastic. looking at him uh, like the uh, Giuseppe de Ribera painting in 1615 called The Mocking of Christ. And it looked exactly, <laughs> honestly, like the painting. Wow. Luca's just all in his face. And look, I'm leaning toward Dallas in the series, too, because Golden State, I don't think, really can pick on Luka as much in the pick and roll as maybe Phoenix did in the first two games because Golden State really doesn't run a lot of pick and roll, Tim. No, and I think Golden State, you know, if you go back and really break down that series, I was in Memphis for game one. John makes that layup. You know, they're down 2-0, and in game number four at Golden State, they're down eight going into the fourth, guys. The Warriors were. And then Steph has 18 points, makes a bunch of free throws. I think that they've, like, mask a lot of things that they have wrong, right? They have no inside scoring. They had some horrendous shooting games against the Grizzlies and the Grizzlies are playing without their superstar. I, I think that Dallas is playing with the swag. Dallas is not losing at home. Actually, when I break down the series, it's pretty simple. Dallas with Luca at home is won every game by an average of 10 points or more at home. Just other smack around teams. <laughs> and they can win in golden state. I believe golden state can't win in Dallas. And here's the thing. I stole that sound effect from Dave Ross. He used to always say air slap 
It's and one I of my said, favorites. that's genius. I took it from him. It was genius. <laughs> I, I love it because it's exactly what happened. We saw Memphis did it to Golden State, right? I don't think I don't know if Golden State was going to re- recover from that when they got their doors absolutely blown off. Let's be honest. You're trying to tell America right now that you're in better shape than Luka Doncic. Is that fact? No, it's not a fact. I, I think that Luka <laughs> has proved that when he is in shape and when he really pays attention to his body, well, then he could be maybe the best player in the league. I think that James Harden's at bum, 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 bum. See you at the crossroads. You could be, he's at a crossroads of his career. He's 32 years old, Harden. And what he is realizing is what Wes and what Dave, what we realized at 32, that hangovers are painful. Yeah. Right at 24, you're just like, ah, oh, hangover, whatever. The next day you're whistling, you're in the shower. <laughs> Get the 32. My point is your body starts to change and Harden three years ago, guys, Harden averaged 36 points a game three years ago, 36 for a season, two years ago, 34. And now it's like struggle bus to get you 20 games. So he has to reinvent himself, get into the gym. I think if Luca really takes serious, the body 2.0, see like Dave Ross has always been skinny fat. I think he could be skinny muscular. Problem is he's got a bad diet, really bad sweet tooth. I've been doing my push-ups. I'm getting in Tim Doyle shape. Let's go over to the Dave, East. you've been posting some food pictures, though, lately. A lot better than uh, uh, Pro Football Talk's effort with that Wagyu steak. If you, you saw that on Saturday, absolutely murdered I, about a $120 piece of meat there. But I you've did. been posting healthy meals lately. I've been better, but I did do Arby's yesterday. Tim, let's get to the uh, Eastern <laughs> Conference here very quickly because just like we all said, it was going to be Miami and Boston at the beginning of the year, or at least in the middle of the year, right? I mean, I don't know how many people saw this coming. I feel like Miami is the one seed that is still disrespected. I mean, Boston's a sizable favorite, and they don't even have home court advantage in this best of seven here. What do you make of the series, and what do you make of game one? I think game one's must win for the Heat. Like, like you know how we get into those games where it's like, oh, game five. And why do <laughs> announcers have to use those voices? Like, oh, It's the affected voice. In. Cold outside, but the action on the court's going to be red hot. I, I tell a play-by-play guy, I go, if you say that before a game, we're going to go out to Lake Michigan. I'm going to dunk your head in the water. I'm not going to drown you, but I'm going to dunk your head. I don't know why you need to talk like that. I Because I only call basketball games, Wes, in the Midwest. So you know what it is? It is cold outside. And the action on the court is usually not red hot. It's mediocre at best, okay? This is must win for the Heat. Lose this game. <laughs> like you're catching Boston after an emotional win. Milwaukee game six, game seven, they win at home. And now you're just chilling in South Beach. You know, you had a light series against the 76ers and didn't play in bead. Like, you gotta win this game. So I like Boston for the series. I'm not gonna lay 180. You know, they lose this game, might go to a little bit of a pick'em, so there's value there. So if you really want to be like a wise guy, because Nothing gets my nipples more hard than hitting a middle. A, a, a middle is like my nipples just become fully erect when I hit a middle. And the way to hit a middle in this series is you could take Miami in game one, Boston for the series after game two, and that technically, Dave and Wes, would be a middle. Yeah, that's what you, I, that's your you know approach, what? Wes. I could totally see Timmy D when he hits a middle singing that Marin Morris song, baby. Why don't you just meet me in the middle? <laughs> He's boogieing down already to that country hit from Marin Tim, Morris. Timmy's going to cut glass with those things if he gets that middle. Look, you know, you mentioned South Beach. You and I have talked about this through the years, right? Normally it affects the visiting team. Like, Jimmy Butler would love to hear you saying this, Tim. He'd love this, right? Okay, great. Doubt us. 
Great. You know what? I almost fought my head coach. You think we're scared of Boston? I mean, Jimmy Butler is still that guy. He's still that dog. He still has that mentality. Is Boston ready to go down there to South Beach and not let themselves go? Are they really going to be in, in bed at 10 o'clock at night? I, I think you make a good point about Jimmy Butler because he goes for your throat. Yes. And that wasn't for everybody. It was not for Minnesota. And I look for him to kind of mix it up with Tatum. I think he's going to try to intimidate a guy in Jason Tatum who's entering another another category as far as go out there, win a championship, who I'm picking Boston, win a, a finals MVP. You start getting yourself in a new category, maybe even the best offensive player as far as total package in the NBA. But Jimmy's a dog. Jimmy's going to intimidate. I always feel like when I start saying Jimmy, Jimmy, it's like Seinfeld. Right? Jimmy likes the lane. Like, Jimmy's going to intimidate Jason, right? He's saying, Jimmy don't the touch Jimmy. Jimmy shoot the ball a lot. <laughs> don't touch Jimmy. Tim, actually, I wanted to ask him a question here because we talked about this in the first hour that these are the two best defenses remaining in the playoffs. Which defense, though, Tim, do you think more is for real? Because we know that the Celtics, uh, you know, Milwaukee just did not have the three-point shooting once Chris Middleton went out and just none of the other guys were able to hit him consistently. A miserable shooting day on Sunday for Milwaukee. Nevertheless, Boston shoots 22 of 55. So of these two teams with good defenses, which do you think is more for real? I, I think that both defenses would be a push. I, I'm going to give the edge, though, slight edge to the Celtics because besides Jimmy Butler – Man, it's probably Hero than Oladipo as far as give them the basketball and score. You know, I think Boston has more guys that can get their own shot. Obviously, Tatum. Then you got Brown. Marcus Smart's going to be a swing guy. Questionable. I think he's going to go in game number one, but I'm not a doctor. I just look like one on television. So, you know, he was outstanding. The thing about Milwaukee was they just didn't have enough firepower. You know, like they, they, they were missing someone who can get you big boy buckets. Who else besides Jimmy Butler is going to go out there and get big boy buckets. That's going to end up deciding who wins this series. Now, yesterday I had a moment where I got this blown up. Like, I don't know what's wrong with my life that I got. Look at that. Look at this life-size guy who was cutting my hair at this point. Look at this thing. Right. Timmy. Like, what was it? It's like almost a, a business mullet. Timmy, we only had 20 seconds. If you apply, well, you look great. Now you look better than you did in that picture. Sorry, young Tim Doyle. If you applied yourself in, in, your, in your 20s the way you have in your 30s, would you have been in the NBA? Yes, but I'll tell you this right now. I wouldn't have been happy, Dave. I'm happy that I drive a minivan. I got three kids. You remember me when I was single. I wasn't happy. I was empty inside. <laughs> the one and only Tim Doyle, America. There he is. Thanks for the time, brother. We'll catch up again soon. There's nobody quite like Timmy D. Come on back. It's the Lombardi on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Spring Special is here. For only $59, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the biz right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers are going to have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Von, Von Tobel's got the best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. And McNeil, the same thing throughout the Stanley Cup Finals. Going to have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well. Not to mention continued best bets, premium articles, including golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com 
slash spring. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN. Incredible having Tim Doyle on. The guy just always cracks me up. Also, we want to point out that maybe this Mark Gooden text tweet Mm -hmm. about Steve Cohen in the house. This could be Fugazi. Fake news? Could be fake news. We might have gotten got, and it happens. Because apparently Steve Cohen, after after Mark Gooden had said that, that he was going to give out a car to anybody who took Matt's deep in St. Louis, he said, well, that's funny because I've never been in St. Louis. So we do not know. We cannot confirm nor deny that this is, in fact, fact. But I want to thank Jeff Parles. Our resident right. Met fan here along we, with we, me. You, you always got to worry about those fake accounts, Man. especially right around. And that's a real account, but, I mean, that was just fake news. But you get all the fake accounts of, like, the fake Woj accounts around the NBA draft and the fake Shams. And yeah. you know you made it. I know you and Shams are old colleagues mm-hmm. there at Stadium. Uh, you know you made it when you get a fake account. You get the uh, the Adam Sheffer, and you don't look <laughs> to see if it's Adam Schefter. So, so you get all those. But uh, the, the sad part is, I wanted it to be real. Like mm-hmm. I wanted that story so badly yeah. to be real because it'd be it'd be fantastic I entertainment. I know, but alas, uh, it, it is, is not. not. So, uh, double header, by the way, uh, Cardinals and Mets today. We do have some tea times now oh. populating out. Besides that one, they leaked the one. The they got the one with, out. Uh, Tiger, Tiger and who's uh, Rory. speaking right now, by the way. Yeah, Tiger, Rory, and Spieth. Uh, these are Thursday that I'm giving you. Okay. So uh, we're going to give you, I believe. Uh, uh, the early tea times. This is 7:38. This is Central Time, Tulsa, in the Central Time Zone. So, convert your time accordingly. Hideki Matsuyama will be with Xander Schauffele and Tony Fina. Okay, That's a very good grouping. Uh, uh, Terrell Hatton, Bryson DeChambeau, Max Homa. Bryson oh. still not officially. You know, he's in the field, but he's working on that wrist and was going to test it out. So he's a potential withdrawal. So I've seen him as high as 100 to 1 yes. in some markets. He's there, but he's not. He, you're right. He, yeah. He's there on the grounds, but we don't know if he's going to go. Yeah. Boy, that feels like a volatile group, though, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, that is 749. Yeah, Terrell Hatton, uh, he can get a, a little bit of a hot temper at times. He runs hot. Terrell Hatton. Uh, 8 o'clock a.m. Central Time on Thursday, Victor Hovland, Wills Alatoris, and Cameron Smith. That Young is guns. a very good group. Mm-hmm. The Spieth McElroy Woods group is at 8. 11 and I'm just uh, scrolling through as we get those. I don't believe that uh, these are on the app just yet, so I'm going to try to give you a few of these. But uh, yeah, we do have uh, uh, Shane Lowry, Brooks Kepka, Adam Scott, 103 Central Time on Thursday. Lowry, Kepka, and Scott. That's, yes. That seems like a good pairing for somebody like Kepka to be with because mm-hmm. Adam Scott's one of the more likable. Yeah. Uh, players out there, and Shane Lowry's a likable sword as well. Yeah, Shane Lowry is the guy I'm considering maybe making one of my final mm. ads on. And then a uh, couple big boy groups in the afternoon, 114 Central, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Cantlay, and Justin Thomas. So Whoa. a big-time group there, another big-time group, 136 Central, John Rahm, Colin Marikawa, and Scotty Scheffler. I believe one, two, three right now in the official world golf rankings are Scheffler, Rahm, and Morikawa, respectively. I think you and Brady Cannon do excellent work. And, of course, Matt Humans when he joins you guys on long shots. Does the pairings affect your handicap? Because, you know, a lot of times in the UFC, uh, certainly when we do first strike, I look at the weigh-ins, mm-hmm. right? And, and we look at those and see what we can glean from that weigh-in, whether it's intimidation, bad weight cut, that sort of thing. I'm sure guys, they don't know once the pairings come out, they go, oh, cool. I got a good group right. or, oh man, I got to play with so-and-so. It used to be, I think maybe the allure is a way it used to be obviously being paired with tiger meant you were going to get the biggest gallery. Yes. So, you know, there's a lot of pressure because you're competing, you know, the entire crowd is rooting for tiger. So therefore they're rooting against you, even though they're not really against you. So there was a little bit of pressure there, even though I thought Joaquin Neiman at the masters, uh, and he up handled holding, that well, he held it very well for this, you know, first two rounds, but 
Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, maybe sometimes there's a little bit of rivalry with guys. Maybe if DJ and Cap are together, there's a little bit of rivalry. Mm. But look, this is competition, and you know it's just for the first two days. It's basically, you know, you can't win a major the first two days, but you can lose it. So that's what these guys are trying to do, you know, just kind of go about their business. Uh, now, sometimes if a guy's, you know, all over the place and not playing well and shooting a big number that could be difficult so those are those dynamics you never really know until you get underway you know max Helma's 66 to 1 but again i look at it and i go maybe the one guy you wouldn't want to be paired with right now on the pga tour is bryson DeChambeau. Mm -hmm. one because you know there's going to be a lot of there's just drama associated with him and now yeah. if he does play and he's not healthy who knows where he's going to be hitting it and he's going to take his time because he's a methodical player when he goes by his book and his numbers, and sometimes that rubs guys the wrong way. I would have liked to, to have had Max Homa with a better pairing to think about a guy who's just won recently here on the PGA Tour, yeah. winning in Washington, D.C. Well, but besides that, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of uncomfortable groups. Well, and remember, uh, going back to that Masters pairing, when Woods and Neiman were together, the third guy was Louis Oosthuizen, and he did withdraw from That's that right. pairing. So, you know, then that makes it a twosome. So it's like, okay, do you like that better or do you not? Especially like when Tiger was, you know, first time at the Masters and first time playing in about a year and a half where it's like, oh, man, I just want to keep moving. You know, I don't want to sit and rest and have to wait on the tee, you know, with my leg obviously still not being totally 100% here. And you can get back problems. You know, you want to keep moving. Mm -hmm. You don't want to necessarily be stationary and wait on the tee for two groups to be ahead of you if you get some slow play. So, uh Always interesting dynamics. You know, Wes, it's interesting a couple of things we talked about in the first hour here as you really look to start handicapping the PGA Championship. And, you know, you feel like this is a, a second – uh, a second shot golf course, right? So I heard a guy like Kyle Morkow is, you know, he's, he's known for his iron play. That's what he's known for. But when you mention the length at over 7,500 yards and the widening of the fairways here, does that allow, say, a guy like Gary Woodland at 100 to 1, a former U.S. Open champion, a guy like Dustin Johnson, that you're getting one of the best yeah. numbers you're going to get on a guy like DJ for a bomber? Yeah. Do you now look at it and go, maybe it is going to be a bomber's paradise more so than an iron player? Yeah, that's what makes it interesting when these numbers kind of drift and obviously shop around for the best price. But I often have like a threshold for the certain guys, like when certain, like when the elite guys, like when a Justin Thomas or a Rory, I did it with Dustin Johnson a couple of years ago when I got him at 30 to one to win the travelers and, wow. and he ended up doing it. It's like when great ones kind of cross those numbers, then they become a lot more bettable. It's like, you got to buy on the dip a little bit. It's like, it's like a stock here. Now Brooks Kepka is always going to be one of the interesting cases because remember Brooks said that he was healthy for the first time in a few years at the Masters. And then a lot of people are like, oh, man, he's back. And then he missed the cut. Eef. And, you know, he really, you know, kind of has some erratic form here. I tend to believe that he's a little bit more healthy, certainly, than Bryson at this yes. standpoint. Like, even Bryson with that number, it's like, man, I saw him at close to 100 to 1. It's like, that's ridiculous. But it's but like. he's not healthy. No, and he doesn't have a lot of reps. So right. it's very hard to back a guy at that price. He's coming off uh, wrist surgery here. He just had it. So, again, not even a guarantee he plays. And, again, be careful because some books, if, if you take Bryson at that number and he doesn't play, at some books you're not going to get that money refunded. It, it, it's going to be action mm -hmm. sometimes. Some books are different. So note that, too, with your local shop. I will say this. When you look, look at the numbers here at BetMGM and you look at, you know, you're not going to see normally a number like, say, 
33 to 1 for Brooks Kepka. That feels like a good number, right? I've seen it as high as 40 to 1 in town. Dustin Johnson, 20 to 1. I mean, these are former major champions who can bomb it with the best of them. Mm-hmm. It's going to be wide. Distance will not be a problem. And I know we talk about scrambling might be the number one key. I guess that's the way you have to factor it. Are you looking for the bombers or are you looking for the guys who are going to be better around the, the greens? Because if you're looking for the guys around the greens, that's when the Jordan Spieth at 20 to 1 feel like it could be a better number than Dustin yeah, Johnson and, at 20 to 1. And that's the thing. Like, you can't, I don't think, really bomb and gouge here. Distance is never a disadvantage, and especially on a 7,566 yard course and a par 70 to boot at the tips. However, you do want to position your drives a little bit. Like, uh, we had uh, Dave Tim on who's going to join us on long shots we had to record the interview early this morning Mm -hmm. because dave of course based over in the uk and we can't do it late at night for over there but he mentioned this is a pretty perfect course for jordan spieth you wouldn't think 7566 yards that this is a perfect course but it is because the fairways are a little bit wider so even if you're shorter you're not going to get that wayward off the tee and it is the proverbial second shot golf course. You're just going to have to take longer irons. You're going to be having over 200 plus yard shots uh, on approach into some of these greens. Even the big hitters mm. are going to, you know, because they might have to position. Maybe they take the three off the tee instead of the driver. So the middle the irons tee. could be big. Absolutely. You're going to have either really long approaches or you're going to have like 50 to 100 yard pitch shots into the green. So it's kind of those really short and the really long approach shots that you really want to pay attention to this week. And by the way, I'm not banging them. Bryson DeChambeau. I think the game is better when he's involved because he's just an interesting guy. He mm-hmm. attacks the golf course differently you, you, you than you other people. You need some black hats and you need some white hats. Absolutely. So again, might rub some players the wrong way, but I'm here for all of it. When we come back, Wes, we're going to discuss a little bit of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs here, and we got a battle of Florida to discuss. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice 
Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Well, you can convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located in the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager in the BetMGM app, sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN. We've got the second round of the NHL playoffs. Boy, if round one is any indication, hold on, because round two is just going to get a little bit wilder. Scoring was up. Until we got to a lot of those game sevens. And then game scoring. seven unders made a triumphant return, by the way, four of five. Ooh. The only one to go over was the Rangers and the Penguins, which I believe went over every single series. So, Yep. So th- I wonder how these trends then will continue as we begin some of these new series. Let's start off with Florida and Tampa Bay because I'm seeing a lot of people online say, boy, the Panthers for the series overvalued. Like, you look at what the Lightning did, taking care of Toronto, winning that uh, heroic Game 7, if you will, on the road. Do you look at Tampa Bay as, like, are they exhaling as the two-time defending champs? Or are they going, hey, this is what we do, and now Florida is going to be a sizable favorite over us? Look, Tampa is very capable. I understand why people might like these guys. They have, of course, a Stanley Cup pedigree, and we know they're always the bounce-back team. What are they, like 17-0 after they lose a game? They don't lose. You're going to see a lot of of zigzagging in this series, but – I did bet the Florida Panthers at minus $1.55 to go ahead and win this series. Uh, They were the best offensive team in the NHL, and if any team is exhaling, it might be the Florida Panthers because you always worry that you're going to fall into that President's Trophy curse. The best team in the regular season gets that President's Trophy. DC had them on the ropes a little bit. And remember, Tampa Bay was in that situation a couple Mm -hmm. years ago, remember, and they got swept by the Blue Jackets in the first round. It's like they were the cup favorites, and then they're out 4-0 in the first round, so... You look at Florida during the regular season, they were the best team. They scored over four goals per 60 minutes. Didn't really score at that pace against Washington in the first round and didn't really dominate. I thought Washington maybe deserved a little better faith. They might have eventually lost the series in seven, but that felt like a more a right result rather based on the numbers that you saw in terms of uh, rather than being a four, two series with Florida winning. So uh, look, uh, you know, I think would you look, can Florida refine that, discover that offensive pace that they had in the regular season. You look, you're going against Andre Vasilevsky, mm. one of the best goaltenders in the national hockey league. But you know, I think Tampa Bay is going to have a tougher time defending the Panthers than they did the Maple Leafs in round number one. 
Toronto was the best offensive team that the Lightning had ever faced in the playoffs. Now, they did take care of Toronto, but now you get a better offensive team here in the Florida Panthers. Uh, I do like the Lightning, and I like Vasilevsky better in goal maybe than Bobrovsky because Bobrovsky at this point is not a guy that's going to steal you a game. No, you know, the old bobber is probably not showing up. No, not at all, but I think the issue with Tampa Bay that's a big concern is Braden Point being injured because, look, uh, He's a huge contributor, doubtful to play in game one. We'll see what he's going to do the rest of the series. But the Lightning offense does take a blow without Braden Point. He's kind of like the glue that holds it together. Two-time defending champions. They did beat Florida, by the way, in the playoffs last season. So you got a little bit of revenge for the guys from Sunrise, Florida. I did go ahead and bet them for the series. I haven't done so necessarily in game one. But I just wonder, you know, without Braden Point, and I also wonder – a little bit is if it's Vasilevsky, even though he's the better goaltender, if he is going to stand up, because if you look in the two elimination games, game six and seven, Vasilevsky stopped 60 shots and then 64, 93.8 save percentage against one of the league's best offenses. So, you know, now you're getting another really good offense, but the Panthers defensively, I think have got to be a little bit better uh, because the caps, I I thought did kind of exploit them a a little bit, uh, you know, considering they had that, a couple games they couldn't yeah, close out the concern has been Florida's defense all season it's just their offense has been so good that it's masked it but Florida was just mid-pack in the league I believe 17th in the five on five expected goals against for 60 minutes so uh, uh, I am still going to go with Florida because I do wonder if point I know he's probably going to be out tonight for game one but that could turn into game two or game mm-hmm. three here I understand why people are backing Tampa Bay because they're so talented and they're so experienced, been there, done that, defending champions. But this time I think a new team from Florida is coming out to the Eastern Conference. When finals. you start off a series versus having, you know, nail-biter game sevens uh, or, you know, game sixes w- with the Panthers, do you say, all right, the goals are going to come because the pressure's off. Mm-hmm. You don't feel the pressure of a game six or a game seven, right? Because it's, it's game one. So do you expect to have – you see that total of six and a half. Here we are back up to, I got to get seven goals to get it over. That's a lot of goals. It is. And uh, you're not really seeing a ton of movement yet on the total. I think that it's basically where it opened minus a dollar 25 to the over minus a dollar 30. It is a dollar 35 here at BetMGM. But I think you're going to see more action on the overs just because of these offenses. Uh, I am going to wait a little bit to see what is going to happen with the totals. Are we going to see the same phenomena that we saw in round number one, Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, overs early, pretty much in every series, except Dallas and Calgary, which is a low scoring series overs early, but unders late, especially in game number seven. So I'm staying away from the totals. I'm not going to bet game one here. I'm just going to ride my Panthers series bet. The other uh, series that uh, drops the puck for the first time tonight will be St. Louis against Colorado. Now out of the four uh, remaining series, this is the, the biggest favorite on the board with Colorado. And you can understand why. So in this game, they're over a $2 favorite minus 215 to bet MGM. If you want to take them on the puck line there at a goal and a half, you can get plus money. Mm-hmm. which might be enticing for some if you believe that the Avs, who have been off for quite some time, right. waiting for this series to begin, do they just crank the machine back up or maybe a little bit slower with that layoff? That's what we referred to earlier in terms of, you know, rest against Russ. We, you know, when we were talking about the Heat, they've been off since Thursday. Colorado Avalanche have not played a hockey game since last Monday. Wow. So over a week off, eight days off, because they swept the Predators in four. That was the only sweep in the first round for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, look, 
I'm leaning a little bit, and I might play like a half-and-half half full game and half-and-half half first period because I think maybe the Avalanche could get a little bit of a rust here. They dominated Nashville. Yep. That was a one versus 16 like in the NCAA tournament. Absolutely dominated these guys. And look, uh, the, the uh, Avs swept the Blues last year in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to sweep them. I think they're going to win the series. I am not going to necessarily lay it, but uh, uh, you did get Jordan Bennington back in goal midway through the first round for St. Louis. Uh, and look, the Avalanche are going to put relentless pressure. I mean, you talk about a team that gets a lot of shots off. That is the Colorado Avalanche. St. Louis was, despite the fact they won the series against the Minnesota Wild, we cashed a nice dollar thirty there. The defense you're worried about for the Blues because uh, they were injured. A lot of guys were out. Tory Krug. That is up in the air. He is going to travel to Colorado, so he's still maybe ga game time. I don't think he's going in game one. I think he's going to be able to be back for the series, but this is a lean a little bit for me to St. Louis hmm. for game one. And I know, you know, Colorado is the biggest favorite, and I think that they're going to win this series, but I just wonder about that rust a little bit. So maybe Blues, if you look at first period, and I'm just uh, looking for those prices right now because usually first period is going to drop for the full game because you only got to cover 20 minutes. Right. Uh, so looking at BetMG, actually, uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm wrong there. 160 basically is the market average for the Blues on the first period, and it's 180, 185 for the full game. I might take a shot with St. Louis here. I have not bet it yet, and I don't think, look, I'm not going to get a worse number because I no. think all the parlays and all the puck line <laughs> is going to go on the Colorado <laughs> Avalanche, but – I wonder if there's a little bit of rust here. And then you got a St. Louis team that kind of knows they're a little bit overmatched and they got swept by these guys. So obviously there's that urgency and there's that revenge. It's like, we're not going to let these guys sweep us here. And I don't think they're going to get swept, even though I do like the abs in five for the series, but this might be the one where the blues can get them and at least make them think a little bit. Very quickly, because again, I think when you begin series, if you follow the trends in the first round, you would tend to, if you blindly played overs, that was profitable until you got later in the series. Certainly game sevens, as you, you mentioned, it really tightened up. Would you would you kind of lean that way just for the early part of these series, assuming that there might be more wide-open hockey than you're going to see later in a series? You, you want to think so because usually in the Stanley Cup playoffs, the penalties are called, are, are called less. And, and I think the officials have done a good job. I don't think they're calling necessarily more penalties. I just think that you're getting this – you know, wide open gambling style. Uh, Eddie Olchick was on uh, Follow the Money yesterday with mm -hmm. Mitch and Paul and was talking about that. He's like, you know, some of these teams are just willing to kind of trade chances That's right. with each other. And and it's just a totally different game than it was, you know, even 10, 15, 20 years ago. And then go all the way back to the 80s and the 90s. Uh, there are no New Jersey Devils mid-90s neutral zone <laughs> traps. So you're not seeing no those unders. Four and a half. Four and a half juice to the under Devils <laughs> and Hurricanes in the mid-90s. Saw that all the time. But it would go under. It'd be like a 2-1. Game. Yeah, those days feel like they are long gone in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Wes, always enjoy the conversation, my friend. As always, want to thank Will Hill for joining us and, of course, Tim Doyle as well. Thanks for watching the Lombardi Line right here on Vista in the Sports Betting Network. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening.